Come with me and you'll be in a world of cinematic adventures. Welcome back to Cinematic Adventures. We're back with Vince. Hey, Vince. Good morning. <laughs> you always say something to catch me off guard. <laughs> it's part of my job, I think. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel like you have joined the cabal with um well the union, I guess, with Sean and Doug. Uh they kicked me out. Oh, they did? That wasn't said, very nice of them. They said I was a little too much for their moderate tastes. Really? Yeah. Oh well. I'll I'll do like a splinter union. Oh my goodness. Anywho, so how have you been, Vincey? Oh, fine. You know, another day, another dollar. It's cold outside some days. <laughs> so what is the movie that you want to discuss tonight? So I want to discuss the best, the very best Spider-Man movie in a trilogy of Spider-Man movies. Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. So we've already discussed the best Spider-Man movie. We discussed that the last time you were here. I'm mm-hmm. starting to think that you're a little obsessed. Nah, I like the character. Like, like I said, I like the Raimi trilogy. And I know this one got a lot of shit, rightfully so, for some points. But it still feels a good movie. I mean, yeah, it's the weakest of the three. But compared to what we got later on, it's still better than those. It is. It's cheesy as hell. And that dance did not do Tobey Maguire any favors. I don't know. He might be dancing on the stars with that one. I mean, really? Who knows? Season, what? I don't know, 25? Are they seriously on season 25, Dancing with I don't stars? know. I, I don't watch those shows. Oh, I was like, what? That always gets me. Like, a, a show that I've never heard of will be like, I could swear it started four years ago. And they're like, on season 12. And I'm like, wait, what? Do you have, like, a yeah. mini season every year? How, or every, every like, six months? Like, what? Do you, how do you do this? So, yeah. Maybe. Very strange. It's a weird time we live in now. It is. It is. I swear to you. Like now, there's like each semester is a season. <laughs> it's like it's getting there. Yeah, craziness. Anywho, um, so this is your defense of Iron Man three. I'm willing to take it. Yes. Did we do Iron Man three? No. I mean, shit. I did say Iron Man three. I meant Spider Man three. <laughs> it's been a long year. Okay. You know, <laughs> it's only for all those listening, we'll do Iron Man 3 soon. How about that? You know what? Um, there is a person, you know who you are. He does listen to the podcast. Uh-huh. And um, he is supposed to come on here and debate me, you coward, about Iron Man 3 versus Iron Man 2. It's not Kevin the Critic. Kevin already came on to talk about Iron Man 3 with me. But this is a certain Canadian who believes that Iron Man 2 is the worst movie in the MCU. And when I said, no, that's Iron Man 3, he wants to debate me Iron Man 3 versus Iron Man 2. But he's too big of a pussy to come on my show and do it. So let's see if he grows some Canadian balls. I think they call it chestnuts up there. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But let me do this. Um, Mr. Pussy Chestnut Man. Um, (laughs) I love it. You can debate Iron Man 2 versus Iron Man 3, but the true debate is what is worse, Iron Man 2 or Thor Ragnarok? I liked both of them. They're considered the two weakest um, movies in the MCU. That's nay, why I, nay, that, nay. It is, it's, not, it's not Thor 
three, it's Thor two. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Dark world. Sorry. Yeah. You said Ragnarok. It's dark world. Yeah. Let me try this again. Um, Mr. Canadian pussy chestnuts. Um, (laughs) Still funny. (laughs) You can come by and debate. This is Thor two versus Iron Man two. I am going to get a really, really harshly worded DM because of, (laughs) but again, he's Canadian. So it's going to be like, Oh, you listen here now. Um, yeah, I make fun of him all the time for being Canadian for no reason. If you want to throw down Twitter, nerd one five, we'll talk. Oh, you hear that? You hear that? I love doing this kind of thing where I just like send something out, but don't tell anybody. And so it's just like that one person who knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. He knows (laughs) he's listening. He listens. Um, anyhow. So, okay. In defense of Spider-Man three. Otherwise known as not Iron Man 3, because I'm paying attention, clearly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What is it that you think makes this movie a fun time, no alcohol required? Okay, so aside from the drugs and alcohol that you can consume with this movie, (laughs) honestly, it's it's a movie that I liked it because it had both Peter and Spider-Man mostly in a good place somehow between Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 he found that work-life balance and well work-life Spider-Man balance uh-huh um he finally got the girl he got Mary Jane so I mean he's kind of that Peter Parker in the comics that well I'm not sure if he has anymore who kind of has that good life um compared to Spider-Man 1 Spider-Man 2 where either being Spider-Man was in shitter or being Peter Parker was in shitter and the third one he has it going for him. People love him halfway through the movie. And then, you know, he acquires the black suit, which, you know, that's a, it's own debate, mm-hmm. but really I, I feel even though it has its low points, it's still a fun movie to watch. I mean, we get a fairly good villain in Venom, even though Sony kind of forced that in there. And, but I mean, Thomas Hayden church gives a good, I, he was a good Sandman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll give him that. He was he was a really good sympathetic villain. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the way they kind of made him because yeah, he was yeah he was the bad guy for the right reasons kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't want to do life of crime. You know, he chose it because he thought the money was good. He got caught, which made everything worse for his family, especially his daughter. And yeah, you want to kind of side with him, but it kind of like every super villain origin like they they start off as like some mediocre criminal something happens to him acid bath or he's stuck in a turbine of you know molecular sand to get turned to sandy man where they kind of snap and that's kind of what happens to him but it's almost like peter brings him back in the end like, yeah so he he gets his redemption arc like you know auto kind of got it i think we had the debate last time of he had a moment of clarity before the arms were taken over, but he, he died a hero or he died. He died. Yeah. And Goblin didn't well, really have, but did he, he die died. though? He went into the water, but th- this is comics until you see a dead body. There's no confirmation of death. Well, and Raimi said, well, was it Raimi? I said it um, to Melina after Melina on the set of the um, Spider-Man three. He's like, well, the Spider-Man three, I forget the name of it. No way home. 
No Way Home that in the comic movies, no one's really dead. So, I mean, I know when Spider-Man 2 came out, he, there was a comic or something that came out after it that basically said that, you know, his body was found, he was dead. You know, the, there's no heart rate. The tentacles were, you know, dead as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this one, like I said, you know, Sam gets his, gets his pseudo redemption. Well, he, he gets the forgiveness of Peter Parker. And I kind of, I kind of like that a little bit of an arc. Um, okay. So here's my thing. If he's dead, if he's dead, dead, what is he doing in the MCU Spider-Man three? Uh-huh. I, I don't know why it, I just went French there, but okay. Uh, uh, cause you're talking, <laughs> you're thinking about Canadian guy. But yeah, Canadians can be. There's French Canadian. I don't think he's French Canadian though. Anyway, yeah, we'll come back to that later. Yeah, but um, I I think it's one of those like they're gonna basically rip him from the movie as he's going into water and drowning. Oh, he, he doesn't die because the machine falls on him. He dies because he drowns. Interesting. Yeah, so I think it's like one of those, you know, at his last breath, he's pulled away into his other dimension by some supernatural force kind of thing. And that supernatural force is our Peter Parker. I mean, or <laughs> uh, I'm kind of thinking like, it's going to be some sort of like weird, you know, demonic creature. Cause Dr. Strange is in the new Spider-Man three. So it'd be like Dormammu maybe coming back or someone that'll open up a portal to bring in allies. And that's why, you know, Peter's going to bring other allies from other dimensions, other Spider-Men. I think he might actually be French. I asked him, and he, oh no, he said no. But he said, "Je parlais sous les mains un petit, un petit peu de français. Je um, parlais sous les mains un petit peu de français." I can read it and pronounce it. I can't like form words in it. So, don't think yeah. that I know French. Just all I, all I know <laughs> is grape coupon. That's just <laughs> that's mustard. <laughs> There we go. You I'm, could I'm at least there. know Voulez-vous <laughs> like the uh, the song. Uh, I wasn't a Christian Aguilera fan. No, that was a Patty. Okay, that was the remake. <laughs> that was a Patty LaBelle song. Come on, man. Oh, man. Anywho, okay. This is just Spider-Man 3. Yeah, so it's back to <laughs> Spider-Man 3, so I can be less disappointing in life. Um, okay, so um, I okay, let's talk Venom, because I liked the Venom in this movie. I know a lot of people hated it, but I thought it was a pretty good, like, because a lot of people were like, oh, it's not like the comics, but like, Venom was kind of like from the comics, <laughs> at least the one that I've seen, you know? He's a symbiote. Yeah. He does crazy things. He make he like, he influences people in the same way that he does with Eddie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, I don't know. I I don't know why people hated that so much. Why do people? Why do you think people didn't like the Venom in Spider Man Three? Meanwhile, they loved it in Venom. So I think it's more of the of the physique is what I remember seeing when it first came out. Because you know, in the movie, he's about the same height, stature, and build as Spider Man Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. In the comics, he's like this towering presence. He's he's super ripped, you know, on his own without the Venom symbiote. And when he is a Venom symbiote. He is, I, I know at least from the comics Wait, and the cartoon. Are you talking Venom by himself or are you talking about Eddie Brock? Um, well, Eddie Brock is ripped by himself, but with Venom symbiote, he's just even more of a powerhouse. Okay. Yeah. Because at first I thought you meant the Venom symbiote and I'm like, 
that because at the end when Eddie Brock wasn't in him anymore, which that just sounds weird. But when he was, but, yeah, when he was by him, when he was separated and before Brock came back, he was a huge towering thing. Remember when the symbiote, like when he was in that, like the prison yeah, kind was, of thing that Peter made for him. Well, it's kind of like he, he grew kind of to show almost like when an animal threatened, it'll basically kind of ruffle furs, feathers, make itself look as big as possible. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of what the idea was for this, where they wanted the venom symbiote to kind of grow as large as it could spread itself out to show Peter, I'm bigger than you kind of fear me, mm-hmm. you know, but with, the symbiote and Eddie kind of joined together as Venom. I mean, I liked it. I mean, he was good. I mean, the voice is whatever you make, you want to make it to be, mm-hmm. but he was good. He was twisted. I mean, so I think for that part, he was good. I just didn't like Eddie Brock before the Venom symbiote because he was more of a, I don't know, in, in, in Spider-Man three, he's a prick, but mm-hmm. like in, in the comics in like the nice cartoon series, he was just an asshole. And then when he feels that Peter, you know, got him fired, got him betrayed and all that, <clears throat> and he kind of roots in that hatred of, you know, Peter Parker, eventually Spider-Man, mm. he gets more and more hatred of him. And he just, he becomes almost tactical in his hatred. While in the movie, he's just kind of full on salt, full on salt. Yeah. In the movie, his so, hatred was kind of forced. Because it's like, because he yeah. doesn't like Peter Parker because he feels like he took from him. But I'm like, it was your actions. He just pointed it out. Yeah. I mean, he pointed out as evil Peter Parker. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, hey, dude, I mean, you stole an image. You doctored it. And, you know, yeah, you're right. Peter pointed it out. I was like, hey, that's my photo. You know, file number. This is this. You'll see their exact copies. Yeah. And, so and I don't. So to me, like there to me, that wasn't a good enough reason to hate Peter because all Peter did was point out what you did, you know, whereas yeah. it like, and yeah, he was, you know, desperate and everything, but Peter had been desperate before too, but he didn't resort to basically plagiarizing someone, you know? Right. He started, he just sold more selfies. Yeah. I mean, he did have the advantage of the fact that he was Spider-Man, so he could just figure out how to take <laughs> yeah. the pictures himself. So yeah. there's that, but I'm just saying like, he never plagiarized somebody else's stuff. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, honestly, a Brock's, you know, anger all that towards Peter should have been nothing more than a, you know, an angry fuck you of middle finger as he walked out, as he got fired. Yeah. That now see, angry. had Peter framed him and made it like, had Peter been the one, like say he encouraged him to do it, like just use my photo. It's fine. And then afterwards call him out on it and get him fired. Then you could be like, okay, that's a big, like you're a douchebag. That's a big fuck you. But you're the one who did it. So that's why I'm like, eh, you don't really have that big a reason to hate him. Especially when he admitted to Peter as well as like, you know, don't do this. I really need this job. Dude, you just gave up right there. Yeah. So that's his, his motivation is a bit weak sauce in this. Um, But okay. So, so with Eddie Brock, do you think that he should have been cast as someone else? You know, I have no problem with Topher Grace being, you know, Eddie Brock. Mm-hmm. I, I just think. But he's Adam, not, he doesn't fit the physical attributes that you just mentioned. He's not big. He's the same size as, to- as, as Topher Grace. Yes, because he is Topher Grace. He's yep. the same size as uh, Toby Maguire. 
Well, and I'm okay with that because I'm one of those guys of if you change something from the comics to the movie first, you know, make it work. I mean, there's been you know, a few comic movies that you know will go in there, go make a movie. They'll take a concept and totally destroy, like Silver Surfer from Fantastic Four and Galactus. I mean, they took two oh, great they characters. Destroy Galactus. Yeah, I mean, he's an angry cloud. Yes. So, but with this, they took you know Venom and Eddie Brock. Yes, they send him down, but and they made you know Eddie Brock more of a prick than an actual like enraged asshole. Once he got the symbiote and became actually became Venom. I was more on board with it. Like, okay, so he's basically the anti-Spider-Man. He's not, you know, the ripped, you know, towering presence of Venom we got in the comics, but Hmm. he's still maniacal. He's still giving into the evil to the quote-unquote hatred that he has. So for me, it's one of those, I like Venom, but Eddie Brock needed probably just better, better, either better development or better lines, change his personality a little bit, make it a little bit darker personality, I think it would have worked. You know what I think would have worked better? If, okay, so Iron Man 2 gets lauded for having too much go on, but one of the things in Iron Man 2, what they were trying to do is they were trying to do the the anti-Tony Stark, but the, the problem is they had like a different faction of the anti Tony Stark, as opposed to just having one main villain be, I think Nando V movies pointed this out that um you could have had Justin Hammer just be the villain. Oh, I want him back. He could be, you know, the perfect anti Tony Stark, but instead they were like, okay, we're going to have Justin Hammer. We're going to have like, so it, it's, it's him versus Justin Hammer, him versus um, Anton Vanko him versus himself with the, you know, the slight nod to the demon in a bottle um, mm-hmm. part. Yeah. But I think that would have been better had Eddie Brock been brought in as anti Peter Parker. And then when he had venom, he's anti Spider-Man. Right. So it would have, and, and I, I feel like that's kind of what they were going for, but they didn't lean into it. Whereas Iron Man two did a much better job. It was very clear that all of these antagonists are anti-Tonys. Yeah. And on, like on they're aspects idea. of Tony's character, but they're the worst aspects of Tony's character. Yeah. Yeah. But, but on the idea, I mean, with a kind of transition from comics to movie, Iron Man 2, the most perfect thing they did was Justin Hammer. Loved him. I yeah. wish they had him. Yeah. Uh, same thing with uh, Nando V movies. He that I think he might be his favorite character in the MCU. He's definitely per- his favorite villain. <laughs> it was a perfect. It was, it's perfect. Cause he is, you know, he's a dick. He's uh, angry. He's, I want to be, he's want to be Tony Stark, but he doesn't quite have the tools or the talents. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, and I, I feel like had they done that with, with Eddie Brock, it would have been, but you have to, because Peter Parker is such a he's not like with Tony Spark Tony Spark ha with Tony Stark he is he's such a big force because he's a billionaire and because he's a genius and i feel like with with Peter Parker because he's poor you can't really have him be like enviable with that but you could have done it with his brain because he is still a genius yeah. so you could have had him like you could have introduced Eddie Brock at, instead of being 
his foe in the newspaper aspect. He could have been his foe at school. And you could have done like a Fantastic Four thing where like that's how they start out as rivals, you know, mm-hmm. like with Doom and Reed Richards. They start out as rivals on the academic field and then it just they just never kind of get over it that like Eddie Brock could have been Peter Parker's Dr. Doom. True. I think that I probably mean. would have it would have made the movie a little bit better and we need a less like emo Peter Parker and more backstory or history between the two of them. Yeah. I, and I know that the you know Venom storyline on this was uh, kind of forced by Sony because I read an article where Sam Raimi wanted to do just Sandman. He wanted a Sandman movie. Uh-huh. But Sony said, you know what? We want to bring out Venom. We want you know, Thor to be big and bad. Raimi was against it. And they also decided to cut his budget because of his optimism, not optimism, his um, opposition. Uh-huh. So that's also why, you know, for those who are kind of comic purists, why the Spider-Man's Venom costume is just basically a black suit of Spider-Man. Because yes. they didn't have the money to make the actual Venom costume. I actually like that costume, though. Yeah, the black suited Spider Man that looked cool as hell. I mean, I had no problem with it. I kind of for me to make it make it make sense. Like one of those, they want to be recognizable, kind of because it's supposed to be able to hide itself in plain sight, and it kind of does. It's like, oh, Spider Man, oh, he's wearing black now. Cool. Yeah, that's why I like the plus. Also, black is my favorite color, so there's that. Um. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, because I know Rainy said that you know if he had given been given more time and better budget, he would develop you know, better costumes for both Spider-Man and Venom. Um, I, yeah, I liked Spider-Man. Um, I, I liked Venom too. I just, I didn't see a problem with it. Um, yeah, my biggest deal, like I said, was the fact that like he wasn't as much of an antithesis for, for, um, and that's another thing. Like, I feel like Peter, he did act different when he was Venom, but he didn't act he he was still stayed kind of close to home. And I feel like with Venom controlling him, he should have been less darker. Yeah, he should have been darker. Yeah. Yeah, basically, I mean, when Peter had the symbiote suit, he was Peter Parker with attitude. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And I wanted it to be not Peter Parker anymore. I wanted it to be somebody that like we almost don't recognize. Yeah, because I know I mean, at least from the ca- cartoon series, yeah, he went like full like rage mode sometimes yeah i want to you know what i want to see him do i wanted to see him like instead of like doing an emo dance it should have been he looks and sees like a robbery and then just turns his head and walks down the street and then after that like just a series of things that are happening that he just ignores and then to have him to have like venom actually do something mean since you're like oh my gosh that's not peter you know yeah as opposed to just like, oh, I'm emo now. <laughs> you know? It's like I wear my hair down instead of coming to the side. And I like pretend to hit on women, but they don't know what the hell is going on. And they just think I'm weird. <laughs> like, yeah. That's... I mean, probably, probably the darkest thing he did was when he used Gwen Stacy to get back at, at Mary Jane. Yeah. And that's not that, that like Doc Ock was darker when he was Spider-Man in the comics. Yeah. And he was like oddly a good guy at the same time it was almost if it benefited his agenda he was a good guy yeah 
Kind that's what I'm saying. Like he, I, I thought Doc Ock was going to be just like an evil bastard, but he wasn't. For the most part, he was a good guy. And I feel like being like living in his life, he gained a lot of respect for Peter. Yeah. And like the things that he like the, his decision. And I feel like with I know we're in the comics again, but we're nerds. Get over it. Um, I feel like with that. That's why I'm nerd one. Yes. Um, I feel like with, you know, when he was Doc, when Doc Ock was Peter Parker. OK, so for those who don't know, in the comics, there was a time when Doc Ock became Peter Parker, um, not Spider-Man, Peter Parker. He took over Spoiler. Peter Parker's body. And um, Peter Parker, like was there in the background but he couldn't really take over um and so as peter parker he had to realize like for one the juggling act peter had to do with his life you know keeping you know going to these different factions and everything you know school and work and blah 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 and being a a superhero and then also he realized that it's actually harder to not kill someone than it is to kill someone. And he learned just how strong Spider-Man really is and that he holds back a lot. Yeah. Cause I didn't like one of his first battles. He like just punched someone's jaw for something. Yeah. Cause he didn't hold back. <laughs> cause yep. he, cause he's, you know, he's being Spider-Man and then he was like, Oh shit. <laughs> and he that, like, that's when he realized like, this kid's like really strong. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think at first he like, didn't have like any qualms with killing people because villain, but then he realized like what it means to be Spider-Man and he learned like it. sometimes it is better to keep people alive and it's not always easy to keep people alive. Sometimes it's easier just to kill a mofo and move on. Yeah. Cause I know he pulled a gun on someone just blew their head off. Yeah. Doc Ock was a bastard, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he did learn. He, like he got his, his redemption arc during that story. True. Yeah. Okay. So back to the movie because <laughs> Yeah, I'm a nerd. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so Spider-Man 3. What else do we want to say about this film? Um, oh, Sandman is in it. I almost forgot mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I almost forgot Sandman and Harry Osborn are in it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, for me, like, I didn't really like the whole, like, mass ninja thing that they had going for Harry. I mean, the glider and the suit were fine, but, like, he should have been the hobgoblin on this and yeah. not just like surfer goblin. Well, he wanted to be like his dad. Yeah, but I mean, he had you know the green goblin mask, he had like a silver polished goblin mask in there. It's like take something with that, like paint it a different color, or put a little hoodie on or something like that, and call yourself hobgoblin or goblin too. Or I think Peter calls him a goblin junior. And <laughs> I mean, he is because his dad was the goblin, the green goblin. Yeah, that was like. What's wrong, Goblin Jr.? Gonna cry. <laughs> I kind of like how they, well, I like and I don't, how they took, like, Harry, made him, like, this kind of villain, but then put him on the back burner because he got, you know, a head injury, amnesia, and all of a sudden, like, he comes back for, like, one, you know, bro versus bro fight, where <laughs> Peter, if I think if he, you know, focused a little more, because he's wiped the floor with him. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of comes back as this, you know, hey, all's forgiven. Let's take these guys down. So his arc was all around for me. Mm-hmm. Um, for um, for Hobgoblin? Uh, for Harry. Or not, sorry, not Hobgoblin. I see you said that and now. <laughs> Should have been Hobgoblin, but. For Goblin, yeah. So what do you think about Sandman? Sandman, I think they probably did the best 
of all the characters of all the villains. Mm-hmm. He felt the most developed. He they gave him a backstory to it. He did um, it for his daughter. Yeah, like I said, he was a criminal for the right reasons. But one thing that I don't know, it always bugged me about you know Sony's CGI is it's always not on point, and even at the time it didn't feel on point. I mean, I rewatched this movie over the past couple of days, and his like return as Sandman from that you know sand pit. It's just like no, like this is this is not quite done. And I remember well, thinking that back when it came out in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. I was a young lad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, starry eyed. <laughs> but I mean, the character overall, I liked him the best out of the villains. It felt, it felt right. It felt well developed, and he didn't die. So. Maybe there's room for Spider-Man 4 with Sandman team up. Um, I, doubt, I doubt it. Yeah, I was going to say, you know that there have been like two other Spider-Man series, right? And Tobey Maguire's like 60. So. <laughs> old man Spider-Man. Oh my gosh. We got an old man Logan. Like old man Logan? Yeah. Is there an old man Spider-Man comic? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. I have not heard of that. Um. He was in the Spider Verse, the first Spider Verse crossover, and there's actually there's a comic I forget the name of it. It's basically it's like Spider Man's Last Stand kind of thing, uh-huh. where he's I think he's in his sixties or so or or his fifties, and he's basically wearing like it's like instead of wearing like the black the um, Spider Man costume, he's wearing like you know blue trousers, a kind of like a red button down jacket. And his regular Spider-Man mask. And he's on the run for murder for, of course, he's framed. And he goes and visits, it was Uncle Ben's, Aunt May's, and Mary Jean's uh, graves. And basically, he gets surrounded by, I think it's just the NYPD. The police captain comes up to him and says, you know, there's no, you know, there's no way out of this. I know there's no no way for you out of this. Just come in. Let's just handle this. He says, you know, I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down my way. And he tries to take down the NYPD and is shot to death. <gasps> Why did they make a comic about that? That's a terrible thing. What? So yeah, but then yeah, he he's actually in the Spider Verse crossovers. I mean, hell, I, even like I saw even that, that like, there was a character that reminds me of that from Into the Spider Verse, the um, this movie. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't get shot to death by the police. No, jeez. I mean, you know, so many like. You know, refreshes all that. I'm pretty sure that timeline no longer exists. Yeah, because that's shitty. Why would they do that? It's bad mm. enough they actually did one where they said that he gave Mary Jane cancer because of his <laughs> gunk. Spider gunk. Oh my gosh. I just what the hell is Marvel thinking? Like what? Oh my goodness. I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's always those writers and artists out there who have just like the really dark twisted sense of humor and like oh man what if this happens and marvel's like draw it i want to see it oh my goodness just some things should well, not it's kind of it's kind of like um the uh old man logan uh, original one when he you know goes around the across the united states with a blind hawkeye uh-huh when they meet red skull red skull's wearing cat america's suit because he's wearing the skin he's wearing his, the skin yeah i remember yeah. that and who was it 
he picks up some he picks up weapon i know logan picks up um the shield and skull's like oh that's mine i i've won it yeah this and is- i think well i think wolverine beheads red skull with that shield as well I think. um old man logan is different though because <sighs> it's oh that was fucked up too never mind no it's not because it i'm thinking like i started thinking about the hulklings and i'm like nope it's not it's not better it's not it's worse. It's messed up. It's, it's messed just, up. Just, it's just as jacked up. So and never how, mind. How I drop. Eats him that. and busts out of his stomach to kill him. It's not good. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's good. It's a good read, but it's not. It's not. You know, nope. it's a good child, you know, bedtime story. Oh my god! Really? <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. So basically, um. Don't read, don't assume because it's a comic that it's safe for children. No. That's just, it's mistake number one right there. It's like, read yourself and make a judgment from there. Yes. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Because, yeah. Like, just remembering the things that were in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the whole, like, fight scene in the X-Mansion, you know, like, what happened was just like, oh, shit. Okay, I can understand why he wants to kill himself. Yeah. There's a lot of fucked up stuff in there. <laughs> like, there yeah. really is. Um, okay, so, yeah, out of the comics, out of creepy land, because the comics, sometimes they're wrong, just wrong. Um, there's even a zombie verse. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Oh, yeah, Marvel Zombies is fun. There's a lot. So back to Spider-Man 3. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I think, you know, Samuel was the best villain. Um, Venom was second and Harry was third in this. And for me, yeah, it was a little too much having three villains in it. I think they could have done a lot better if they had either made Venom the main villain and Salmon the side character. Because I think Venom's more popular. Mm-hmm. But just have Harry, like, just made his best brooding in the back. You know, hating Peter for, you know, thinking he killed, you know, Norman. But um, what are you gonna do? I think, I, th- I think you're right that it, three is too many. Three villains is too many. The only way three villains would work is if you were to say, kind of like how the MCU introduced Loki in one, mm-hmm. and then he they brought him back. Like he, you get his his backstory, and then he comes in and he's the main villain. But then there's another villain lurking in the shadows. But this isn't his main story. Right. You could do that, and you could you could have done that. So like, okay, we know Norman is. Um, wait, not Norman. Norman's the dad, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Harry's the Harry. son. You know, Harry is lurking in the background, and you could have him be a mild inconvenience for Peter. As he's navigating, trying to fight Venom. Yeah. Or you could have him making things worse between himself and Harry because he is Venom. Something like that. So it's like he's just he's a character operating in the background um, that perhaps we can fully deal with. You know, we can fully flesh out later. But he's just just have him be like a stepping stone getting in the way, but not actually have him have his moment in this film. And then um, you could set up for uh, Sandman 
But again, don't give him a full arc. Don't have, don't let him have his moment in this film. Just like, just kind of like an Easter egg, you know, Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, this, like they, they met this guy or like this thing could happen. You could have him like start out and get his powers and then say, get locked up. So you've just, he's now been introduced, but he's in the background, you know? Um, And then, but have the whole movie focus on Venom and how like these other two have like created obstacles for Peter. I think that would have been better. See, while I was kind of hoping they're doing is because I remember when the movie was coming out, they announced that Topher Grace had been, you know, cast as Eddie Brock. Mm-hmm. What I wanted them to do was, yeah, do the whole black suit of Spider-Man, you know, let him get the stimulus suit, use it throughout the movie. And at the end of the movie is when he removes it, it falls on Brock. And then they kind of, you know, you know how like, every everyone in these Spider-Man movies, you know, and with Spider-Man, well, the first release was Spider-Man kind of swinging through the air, like victorious. Uh-huh. I wanted him to kind of swing through the air in this one. But as he's like passing through, you kind of see, you know, Venom's eyes watching him. And kind of fade from there, like let's set up. So you think they, this movie should have set up Eddie Brock? It should have introduced Eddie Brock and set up Venom, but not yeah. have Venom be the bad guy. Have somebody else be the main bad guy. Right. You know, stick okay. with you know the Sandman. You know, main arc in this close out the whole you know murder of Uncle Ben yet again with it. But you know, have you know Topher Grace show up as Eddie Brock, mm. not like one of those like huge presents, but like one of those. Who's that? Oh, new guy, Eddie Brock. Oh, okay. But then like, you know, Peter so, you, so basically runnings. reverse of what I just said. So have yep. Eddie Brock be the mitre inconvenience for Peter Parker mm-hmm. and then establish Eddie Brock becoming Venom at the end, but don't do anything with it. Wait, like have it be a cliffhanger for the next movie. Yeah. Cause I okay. kind of, yeah, I, I want, I well, cause I wanted that tactical Venom, like, that he knows both, you know, he knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man and kind of to slowly torture him in a way. Like let him kind of build that backstory of, you know, oh no, you know, instead of like, you know, Eddie and Peter having a little tiffle, you know, a little tough right there, you know, have them like a flat out, something's happening. You're trying to take my girl. I'm going to fight you for it kind of thing or something. And I'm then, sick of the trying to take Peter's girl trope. Like it's. Well, I'm, I'm just like something. Like, yeah, but she yeah. is. I'm so sick of Mary Jane being the damsel in distress. I think that's yeah. why people like Gwen Stacy better because she at least becomes a Spider Woman. Well, and then she gets a. I mean, at least in the Amazing Spider movies, she is shown as someone who can. She can handle her. She handle herself what she can do. I mean, she never portrays herself as being like this. Hey, I'm you know better than everyone else. Like, if someone's attacking me, I'm going to fight back. I mean, I win, but I'm still going to fight back. Right. Mary Whereas like Mary Jane scream. is just like, ah! Yeah. I so I, I think that's why, yeah, Gwen Stacy gets you know, more love. And anyway, right, she does become, I think, what, she's like, Ghost Spider now in the comics? Or is she I, Spider-Gwen? Yeah, the last I checked, she was Spider-Gwen, but that was a long time ago. I haven't been to a comic book store in over a year. Uh, I haven't been probably. to a lot of places in over a year, so. <laughs> yep. Slight so, little pandemic happened. So, yeah, through a wrench and everything. And, you know, honestly, in this movie, they should have given more more love towards, you know, Gwen Stacy. She was more of a prop in this. So all she really felt like. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she becomes, the, 
she's the the main squeeze of the reboot, the Andrew um, Garfield yeah. version. And and honestly, I think Emma Stone did her justice in those. Yeah, so. it helps that she was actually dating Andrew Garfield at the time. True, they had real chemistry. So, but yeah, yeah. so yeah, I think they they should have done better with Gwen Stacy Mies in in this you know Spider Man three movie. I mean, she was just the other woman. Kind of felt like you know Harry Osborn was the other villain. Yeah, I, I forget where it's from, but it's like I think it's Robot Chicken, where no, it's Lego Batman, where Batman tells Joker's like, "Well, you're not my villain. I'm also fighting other villains." He's like, "Yeah, it was like your villain." <laughs> He's like, "No, I'm fighting other villains." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, that was Zach, Zach Galifianakis as the Joker, and he was yeah. so butthurt that Batman that it wasn't like a mutual thing Exclusive. with he and Batman. Yeah. He's uh, like, you're cheating on me. Yeah. So it's Yeah. Yeah. It was but, that was that, such that, a that was Harry. movie. <laughs> that, that, that was Harry. He was the other villain. Yeah, Harry was the other villain. He was he was well t- Harry came first. So technically with Venom he was cheating on Harry. <laughs> well H- Harry I mean I mean, going back to what you said, I think Harry was the minor inconvenience. Like, you could, in that whole, like, aerial fight that they were doing, you know, Peter was holding back. I yes. mean, he, if he wanted to, he could, you know, hone his spider sense and just taking Harry to town. But it's like, hey, Harry's still my friend. I can still patch things up. Let me just kind of stop him a little bit. Until he decides to, you know, pull the, you know, spider web across his neck and, you know, have his head bashed in. Um, I love how in the Raimi verse, Peter Parker, like people die around Peter Parker, but it's really just him jumping out of the way the last second because, like, yeah. they're like, "I'm gonna kill you," and he's like, "I have spider senses, and I'm just gonna move, and then it's gonna kill you." So you technically killed yourself. Just don't do it. Like I was watching, um, how it should have ended. And he was like, in, in how it should have ended, he was having a speech with Eddie Brock and he was like, don't do it. I'm begging you because it's, you're just going to kill yourself. <laughs> it's like, True. And he was like, no, I'm going to kill you and your girlfriend. And, um, and then Peter was like, this always happens, dude. You think that's going to happen, but some other villain is going to come along or something you do. I'm going to move out of the way of the last second and it's going to end up killing you. And he was like, you don't have to do this. Like, let's just move on. And Brock was like, no, it's going to end up killing you. I'm going to win. Peter's like, look, dude, it's already in motion. And of course, you know, Harry's running down. And he was like, come on, man, just give it up. Like, it's already in motion. It's going to happen. And he was like, no. And then Harry's um, bombs come in. And then Peter just moves out of the way real quick. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what happened in the movie. But it kind of is like it, I feel like that happens. I feel like that's like a, a that's like a Raimi trademark of like the bomb is gonna you're gonna you're gonna kill Spider Man and however you gonna you're gonna do it like he just moves and then you kill yourself. Yeah, it's like one of those or you die. I, I think Batman. I think Batman said Batman begins like I'm not gonna kill you, but I have to save you. Yeah, exactly. So you wanna kill yourself? Fine, that's fine. Here, you set your own plot. Fine, kill yourself. That kind of reminds me of me. Like when people piss me off, I 
don't go, I'm not mean intentionally. Like, I'm not going to go after you. If you do something to like, that's really mean to me, I'm not going to seek revenge, but I will never help you again. I will never do a single good thing or nice thing for you. And it'll be like, damn, that's cold. Yep. Should have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, welcome to the podcast. You could have just opened the door. Yeah. I'm not going to because of that one time. <laughs> yep. You're dead to me now. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't have to do like people don't realize like I, I don't have to actively be mean. I can just turn off being nice. <laughs> just, I'm just never going to do anything for you ever again. Like, so and that and a lot of people don't realize like what that looks like until they see it and they're like, holy shit. And I'm like, I told you, I tried to warn you. Just like Spider-Man. I'm like, look, it's already in motion, dude. Just you can save yourself. You can stop this. Just walk away. <laughs> it's already coming. <laughs> I'm a dork. Um, so oh, okay. um, okay, let's compare Spider-Man 3 Venom to Venom Venom. Uh-huh. So I don't know why I keep doing that. <laughs> it's like I'm French today for some reason. I don't know. Well, it's Mr. Chestnuts, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna call him Mr. Chestnuts from now on. Oh my god, that's perfect. Well, if he's on the episode right, episode right now, I mean, listen to the end episode. You'll get my contact info. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but between, I, I think you know. The Venom from Ven- the Venom movie was more comic loyal. That's what it really is. Because, I mean, Tom Hardy is a bigger guy. And, I mean, they CGI'd him, you know, with, with Venom over him to make him more of a towering presence. He had the voice talking to him as Eddie Brock. Well, Venom City talking to him. And, yeah, he wasn't afraid to rip people apart and eat them. Yeah. Well, okay. So... We can't fully compare it because that was rated R. Wasn't that rated R? It was, I, I believe. Yeah, I think it was rated R. I think the Simeon swears. Yeah. Yeah, I okay, so we can't, we can't do a full-on comparison like that. But we can do, like, because, like, the Raimi-verse was PG-13, so there's not a lot they can't get away with. Right. Um, they can say fuck once. What? They can say fuck once. Not if you're doing something Marvel. Marvel is like a heartbeat away from Disney when it, well, I mean, now it is Disney, but like even back then, like you want to get, unless it's something like blade, they're not going to do it. Cause they Spider-Man super, like they're, they're certain properties, Spider-Man, Superman, they're never going to let them say like, go hard, you know, unless it's Spider-Man and Deadpool in the, in the movies. I, I hope I, there will be, I'm not talking about the comics, like the movies. I know. I'm, I'm saying like, you know, since, you know, Disney and, you know, Sony have an understanding about Spider-Man and now Disney owns Deadpool. They should do like a Deadpool and Spider-Man somewhat team up. Uh-huh. But I think those, I think what they'll have to do to kind of keep it friendly is do a fourth wall break and have Deadpool say like shit, fuck something like that. Something that, you know, they can hit the sensors with, uh-huh. have a beep and have them be like, wait, did I just hear a beep when I said beep? Kind of like that. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm sure interested. how I got there, but I, I can't wait for MCU Deadpool. So glad they're keeping Ryan Reynolds in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is Deadpool at this point. Yeah. And they so. keep it rated R too. Yes. They, they <laughs> acknowledge that too. 
because you can't fun. really. Some characters do need to be rated R. Deadpool is one of them. Yeah. Um, Venom is another one because mm-hmm. he does do things like eat people. Blade. Um, Wolverine is goes rated R as well for the uh, Logan movie. Blade also rated R. Um, Wolverine should be rated R. But because he plays nice with the X-Men, you can do do a non-rated R. Yeah, but I think with the radar standing from Logan, it was like one of those, you know, balls to the wall and just do what you want to do. Make him the angry, swearing guy we know from the comics. Yeah, but I also feel like they kind of overplayed their hand, like having Professor X just constantly say fuck. Because it's like, and not <laughs> it's that he would say that, swear. but in the, in the situation that he was in like yeah. they they kind of like they they overdid it because it's like yeah i can see professor x saying fuck but like constantly for like no reason yeah nah. I once or that. twice i can see it and in spe- you know especially in specific circumstances but there were times like when he was in that thing he was just constantly dropping f-bombs and i'm like what are you okay sure i get it you're a cranky old man all right yeah i mean I kind of hope that at some point we'll get a Spider-Man crossover with the next movie. I think that'll be fun. I want to see a Spider-Man crossover with Venom because the first, the Sony Venom didn't have Spider-Man. So since we've now established Venom and Spider-Man has been established, let's have a crossover where they meet. Didn't they have a confirmation of Spider-Man being in the Sony Marvel universe? Cause they had, um, a poster of Spider-Man in the Morbius trailer saying murder. So I thought they kind of acknowledged that there is a Spider-Man in that universe. That and still hasn't it, come out. That is, it was supposed to come out last year. Wait, I think this summer where I was going to say, I don't remember any updates. Part of the reason why I don't remember updates is because there are so many updates with, um, between Disney and HBO like, because Disney has both Marvel and Star Wars, and then mm-hmm. HBO has Warner Brothers and, like, pretty much half of the other movies that are coming out. Yeah. I barely remember to check things like Universal and Sony. <laughs> so I completely <laughs> forgot. I was like, yeah, we still need to get Fast and Furious. We're still supposed to get um, do another James Bond. We're still like, there's a lot of movies that were supposed to come out last year. Yeah, that are ready to go. That are, yeah, that are set to come out this year. And, like, I think my first movie back in the actual theaters might be Fast and Furious 9. In space. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Why not? And then the next one, 10, we can go to the depths of the ocean because that's the only place we haven't gone after we go to space. Because I think they said they're going to go Fast and Furious 10, and that's when they're going to cut things off. Yeah, they're they're doing a full 10, and that's it. Um, They actually had, believe it or not, this series is planned out. Um, Paul Walker's untimely death changed it a bit because he was included in the plans. They had plans to go to 10 the entire time. Yeah. I kind of figured they did. Yeah. And I, when I say plans, I don't mean like, oh, we're going to do 10 movies. Like they have the plot. They know what's going to happen. So this is all. That's why like um, uh, Scott Eastwood has been introduced and um, and um, Wyatt Russell's dad, <laughs> Kurt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I have Falcon and Winter Soldier brain right now. Sorry. Um, yeah, Wyatt Russell. Yeah, damn, I did it again. Kurt Russell. Um, why he's introduced? Like they're part of they're part of the series going forward. 
So um, I feel like they were introduced because like the Scott Eastwood character, he was introduced to kind of be like a stand in for Paul Walker since he's Mm -hmm. gone. Um, But if you notice like seven, eight and yeah, seven and eight are tied in with each other and nine is going to tie in. And then 10 is going to be like the big finale for everything where they all die. No, (laughs) no. Or the rock's going to wake up like, man, I had this crazy dream. (laughs) We went to space in a car. (laughs) Like these guys who would like race each other. And all of a sudden they became like this, you know, police kind of people. And I don't know. I should make a movie of it. Right. You wouldn't believe me if I told you that might be my first movie back to the cinema. When is that coming out? I think it come out next month. I think so. Oh, wow. Because I don't know, I want to go see Black Widow in theaters when it comes out. Uh, that's definitely next month. That um, is officially, no, it's July 9th now. Holy shit. Yep. Fast and Furious 9, three hours and eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, gotta hold that soda in. Right? Uh, the release date is June 25th, so that's been pushed. Again, like everything just keeps getting pushed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that will probably be my first four. Three hours and eight. That's Endgame. Endgame was three hours and six minutes. This is longer than it. There's no way. See, I'm not sure if I'll be able to hold it for three hours for Fast and Furious. For Endgame, yes. I was willing to sacrifice the kidneys for that. Three. I, that's a lot. It is. I had no idea, dude. Wait, somebody. Okay, so I'm I'm on Google and somebody is like, is Brian going to be in Fast 9? Um, I don't know how to tell you this, but nope. Wait, like wait, 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 wait. Hold on. The trailer for a Fast 9 briefly showed Vin Diesel's main character, Dominic Toretto, watching footage of Brian with his child. In an interview with EW, the director of Fast and Furious 9, Justin Lin, confirmed that Brian is still alive, which we know, and will have a part to play in the planned final trilogy of Fast and Furious movies. Oh. Okay. So Brian is still going to be in it despite the fact that Paul Walker won't. And my CGI's face. That's what they did for seven. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, see, uh, Black Widow is coming out July 9th. Suicide Squad is August 6th. Shane Chi is September 3rd. Oh, there you go. James Bond, October 8th. When? October 8th. Wow. It's going to be pushed to October. Well, Spider-Man's not until December. Yes. Well, I mean, they just finished filming that, didn't they? I think so. So that I get. I remember Tom Holland releasing something now saying he can finally be free and do stuff he wants to do because he's no longer no longer under contract. I thought he was. I think it's more of a handshake agreement. Huh. Because yeah, didn't, they, didn't they sign a deal to do like three more Spider-Man movies? They are, but he's under contract. Interesting. Yeah, because I know he's, do- he's doing three more. One is going to be a main movie, one is a team-up, and one's a cameo. Oh, yeah? Yep. It says his Spider-Man contract is up with Sony after Spider-Man No Way Home. Because they, they interviewed him saying, hey, what are you going to do afterwards? He's like, I'm going to go snowboarding because I haven't been able to do this since I you know, signed up with the MCU. He's going to resign. Oh, yeah, he'll totally resign. He's, his, his phone call is what brought the new deal. Yeah, his drunken phone call. Yes. Um, and apparently he is in line for a six 
movie contract with the MCU. I wouldn't so be surprised. Would he be signing up directly with Disney Plus with Disney, or would he be signing up with Sony? I'm pretty sure it'll be one of those kind of mutual agreement things like they had going on before. Well, yeah, but like his contract, so he there is a mutual agreement, but technically his contract is under Sony, is it not? It is. That's why they're going to pull him back for the third one because you know they had the contract with them. But I think they'll still do the you know Sony contract, the you know profit distribution like they had before, and just you know have Marvel have his way with it. Well, the MCU have his way with it. Kind of like what he went before, yeah. But, but honestly, I want a Spider-Man Disney, Disney Plus series. I do you know, too, and that's why I was asking because I was like, you know. Disney doesn't have to ask Sony's permission to do a TV show. They have the TV rights. Yep. So if Tom Holland is no longer under contract with Sony, he could technically sign directly with Disney and do. And I mean, we've seen from WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, Disney's like hitting it out of the park with their series. Yeah. So they could easily do that. Yeah. Love Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, so awesome. Okay. So. Hey, let's wrap this up. Anything you want to say about uh, about that's, that's Spider Man Three? Yeah, Spider Man Three. I know. <laughs> um, I, I mean, should have called this the nerd one because this. <laughs> let's talk about any damn thing. Uh, we'll we'll do one next time. We'll, uh, next time we have a free day. Okay. But um, so you know, final thoughts on Spider Man Three was yes, it is the weakest of the three. Um, still a fun movie. Granted, there are parts that you know, should have been there like emo Spider-Man, but I mean, if it's a fun ride, I mean, if you watch all three together, it's a fun ride. So, I mean, out of five stars, I still get like three, three and a half. Yeah, I agree. It's not like, it doesn't suck. It's, there are worse movies. There are definitely worse movies. There are worse threes. There are a lot like mm, the Godfather dreams. Not great. Um, There are a lot of, there are definitely worse ways to end a trilogy. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it was, I think it was interesting and it was, well, I don't know. Interesting is probably too strong a word. It was good for what they had to do with deal with for interference from the studio. I'll put it that way. Yes. Okay. So this is maybe this, uh, it's not the best. I would say Ant-Man is the best, but um, this is a, a movie where it ended up still working despite a lot of studio interference. I still, I think that Ant-Man will see. Okay. I take that back because Ant-Man didn't have studio interference so much as it had like the director quit. That was Marvel interference though. I mean, Marvel, you know, had said, you know, we don't want Edgar Wright to do this, even though it would work beautifully. Well, from what I understand, a lot of what ends up in the movie is still Edgar Wright. Yeah. But he'll still let go because they didn't, see eye to eye with him yeah so okay so if like for behind the scenes drama i'd say ant-man is probably the best but spider-man 3 is is it's up there yeah so yeah it's definitely up there with like movies that are good despite all the studio interference you know yeah or despite like behind the scenes drama because it could have turned out like fant four stick oh god right that was hard to watch yeah i didn't <laughs> I saved myself. Yeah, save your time. Uh, I saw in the trailers, this is hot garbage. And I 
just I didn't want to waste my own time. For me, that movie is one of those. Maybe it's not as bad as they say. And yeah, it is actually as bad as they say. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I I don't I can't say that it's as bad as they say because I haven't seen it. But it I is. can tell, like, ev- literally everybody is like that movie was shit. So, in in my in Jackie world, it's as bad as they say. See, it's one of those like they had good actors for the Fantastic Four, but man, the writing, everything else just sucked around it. I mean, they were given such bad lines on that. You know, it made them seem like they were bad actors. Wait, wasn't that Edgar Wright too? No, it was Josh Trank. Never mind. Yeah, Josh Trank, and yeah, he was also another victim of Studio Got in My Way. Yes. Apparently, there's a uh, there's a raw version of what he wanted to release. Oh no! Don't give us the Trank cut. Look, look, we <laughs> got the dirty. Snyder cut. We're good. Okay. Uh, Snyder cut. Oh my goodness! We we can't. Everybody can't be doing this. No, I mean. I know the whole release the air cut for Suicide Squad is trying to gain traction, but please don't. Right? That movie was just bad. I don't think, you know, the four hour edition with Joker in there is going to make it better. Um, well, okay. I will say one thing. What we did learn from seeing the Snyder cut is that his performance as Joker, um, Jared Leto's performance as Joker, wasn't nearly as shit as we got in Suicide Squad that it was just edited down to a shit performance. So an air cut would at least vindicate Leto, but I kind of feel like the, the Snyder cut did that, but yeah, I thought, Oh, suicide squad was terrible. It was terrible. We should like a a nerd one episode on the best movies was studio interference. Uh, Oh yeah. Yes, we should expand upon this. (laughs) Yeah, have all the notes of like all the stupid shit that the studios have said. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Top yeah, three. we should do that one day. Yeah, awesome. I'll put that on my list of topics. I have a lot of topics. Next month is going to be Bollywood, by the way. I haven't really explored it yet. You, well, just like Wanda said in Endgame, you will. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was out of third. Okay, so. <laughs> Anywho, final thoughts. If you haven't seen Spider-Man 3, go watch it. It's worth it's worth your time. Just kill about an hour, 45, two hours. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, I think it clocks in like right under two. Uh, right, It's like right around two hours, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't really kept his movies around two hours. Yeah. You know, for the movies. Unlike Fast and Furious, which is going to be three out. I can't believe that. Three hours and eight minutes for a Fast and the Furious. It is literally called Fast. You've got the word Fast in the title. Yeah, I mean, they gotta drive so fast they can go into space so i mean i guess we have to have time to go to space i guess i don't know i i don't know we'll see yeah. anywho so where can the good people find you and the bad ones too well like i said um mr chestnuts i'm on twitter and <laughs> nerd one five um okay i'm, I'm sorry a- you totally caught me off guard on that yeah <laughs> I don't know if people heard you over my laugh. Just say it again. <laughs> so, Mr. Chestnuts, I'm on you know, Twitter, Nerd15, if you want to talk. But for everyone else, I'm on anchor.fm forward slash nerd1 or podpage.com forward slash nerd1. You know, pick and choose. You know, that's where you're going to find all, all my podcasts. And Podpage pod has really everything about my, about my podcast. Okay. Awesome. Go check them out. See you next time, Vince. Bye. Bye, Chestnuts. If you like this episode, 
do us a favor. If you're listening through Apple, give us a five-star rating or any other app. Drop us a like. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear new episodes when they come out. Thanks. Salute, 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 salute. Salute, 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 salute.